This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Listening to one of Bundes's musical projects right here. This song's called Human Being. It's got a Depeche Mode vibe to it, doesn't yeah. it? Sure. I totally fully embrace the 80s on this yeah. one. Yeah. Sounds good. It's got to be about getting laid, I would imagine. It's about uh, that feeling of falling in love with someone where, like, you see them for the first time and it's like they really see you like that whole line about you're like you see a real human being it's that moment where you finally fall in love with someone no is that instantaneous for you like when you do that eye lock at a bar and you're like okay yeah it's it's i don't know how to describe it it's just this feeling this energy that like as soon as you see someone it takes a hold of you and you're like you're the one does it drive you crazy that you're a songwriter but you can't really sing <laughs> Yeah, sure, of course. I mean, that would be frustrating for me if I could write songs. I, I mean, on one hand, it's nice to, to hear somebody sing something back that you wrote because then you can really tell if, if they have a good voice, then you know, okay, hey, that, that was something good. I wrote something good. Yeah. But on the other hand, it would make things go a lot faster if I could just get in a vocal booth yeah. and rip oh, it out. My you God. could be a star, Bundes. You have to find people who could sing your songs. Do you have to pay people or usually they just like kind of on board to experiment with you at this point? Uh, sometimes I've paid paid people to others depending on how like the clout that they have how well established they are if they have a record label you might have to sign certain deals or mm. maybe they get songwriting credit so it depends on every situation I want to know more uh, about like the percentage of songs you write how what the percentage would be that they're songs about getting laid <laughs> did you write a song after that epic hookup at uh starbucks, starbucks? <laughs> I, I, we talked about it in one of our recent podcasts it was yeah. like one of the most epic pickup stories ever well it took an hour and 20 minutes from uh coffee to uh banging to coffee. her you, you guys were having sex in uh her car her car yes in the back parking lot and I know we talked in great detail about how you like lured her in, sucked her into the Bundus well, vortex. Let's not be so negative about it. I think she was interested as well, lured her in. Well, like, I mean, he went and approached a perfect stranger and convinced her to go out with him. Yeah. But they didn't even make it to going out. They literally ended up having sex in her car in the backseat of wow. uh, of the vehicle. And I'm wondering, like, how do you even transition from walking outside of the building into her back seat because that's not an easy move i've never seen it happen to be honest it's never happened to me up until that point there it was it but it, it's hard to describe it was just this natural thing where everything in the conversation was flowing from the way i had approached her to like the way she was flirting back with me in the conversation that we started to have it, it was this natural progression yeah, so yeah as i we get got that outside, but like yeah when you how do you physically do you say <laughs> 
let's get in your backseat and have sex. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hell no. no. Yeah, no. I know. Well, exactly. So yeah. what's the move? Well, so we, we outside, we're, we're going to our cars and we're talking about, okay, so we're, we're going to meet at the bar. Yeah, I'll meet you there in about an hour. And we're, you know, we're discussing that plan. As that's happening, I'm still being playful and flirtatious yes. and I'm kind of getting closer to her. I'm it's, inching to her. It's as between I'm, the lines, Tucker, you know, it's that swagger. Yeah, yeah, well, again, I don't know what that <laughs> script is between the lines, so it's hard for me to understand how you convince someone to jump in the back seat with you. It's it's in everything that you do and how you say it. Everything has this like little smirk, this little grin on your face. Everything is an innuendo, everything yeah. that you're saying. Even though you're trying to make plans, like you're innuendoing something else as you're doing it, and you're inching closer, and then you just kind of slide in for a little kiss. And, and didn't you say, like on a podcast previously that the best first kiss move is to go in 90% and leave that 10% for them to follow through the rest of the way. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you go in and then you you don't do the kiss and you make them follow through the rest of the okay. way. Okay. Again, we haven't established how he's got her in the back seat. Yeah, though. we're not there yet. Okay, so this is all like <laughs> this is- <laughs> They're outside of the you, car. You don't still. need to flirt with me with this story. I want to. I want to just like, what's the move to get somebody in the back seat? Someone you just met. Okay, so while this was all happening, while we were talking, I heard her unlock her car. I saw the lights flash. I heard the doors like unlock. So I okay. knew the car was open. And as we're talking, I'm kind of inching closer to her, and I go in for the kiss. Okay, but is is her car like my car, where if you don't open a door within 30 seconds, it's going to lock again? <laughs> like all of a sudden, do you have a stopwatch that starts going? I got 30 seconds to transition. I, I did not think that too in depth with it. Okay, maybe she has a different uh, locking mechanism. Already, maybe. you're overthinking it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. door. Okay, she's unlocked the car. You're going in for a kiss. I'm going in for the kiss. We start making out. She reciprocates. Hands start getting involved. It's getting a little heavier. And I just took my left hand and I reached for the car door and I opened it. And it was open. So I kind of pushed her into the seat and we proceeded to work our way to the back and have sex, you know? Like it, it wasn't like a plan. It wasn't like, oh, it just naturally happened. Like, like we started two getting animals, in- two yeah. animals who yeah. just wanted to tear each other's clothes off. Yeah. And- yeah, I kind of gave her like a shove up against the car, you know. Ooh, yeah. I've all I just I love the push up against a wall or something like that. Like I can't handle. I just got to push you against the wall. I love that move. I did that with my wife actually. Yes. Yeah, when I first kissed her, it was yes. sort of like around the corner that no one yes. could see, and pushed her up against the wall and gave see? her a big smooch. <laughs> <laughs> you are capable of pulling abundance. You yeah. did it very naturally with your now wife. Yeah, but I just, I feel like I was learning those skills as I met my wife. Like I never got a chance to use them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, imagine um, you're Superman, right? Mm-hmm. But you you live on Krypton still. It hasn't blown up or whatever happened to that planet. And then you're you're sent to Earth. But instead of like in the case of Superman, where he was essentially a teenager. Mm-hmm. I'm like an 89-year-old man, and I get to Earth, and I realize I'm Superman, and then I die, like, the next day. <laughs> you don't get to like fly. That, yeah, like, I feel like all my skills that I, you know, was, were learning along the way, I just mastered them, or at least had a handle of them, the weekend I met my wife. Yeah, the weekend you met your wife? You can pinpoint you, it to I, that? Well, I'd, I'd actually gotten a phone number from another girl on the Friday uh, late afternoon. We were doing this like St. Patrick's Day broadcast. Uh-huh. And then we were hanging around the bar. So maybe like early evening. 
I was chatting with these girls, and I ended up getting one of the girls' phone numbers. Without asking for it? Uh, well, because we were talking. It, it came to me because, like, she was talking about her apartment. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of looking for a new place. And she's like, oh, you know, like, here's my number. Oh. And if you, So, like, anyway... I, I felt like there was like something going on. Yeah. And then that night I met my wife for the first time, like after midnight. And because you had another woman already attracted to you, I'm sure you were given off like mad pheromones of just sexual yeah. attraction. Yeah. Which but attracted your wife even more. Nothing happened that night. But then I ended up going out with uh, my w- wife and uh, our common friend the next night. Mm. And we spent the night together. And that's when I kissed her. And you already have all this confidence because other women are passing yeah. their phone number to you. So you're feeling Well, confidence good. is key. And just as I got that confidence, I met my wife and it was all over. I mean, it was great. Like, I ended up with a great woman. But I mean, like, I have no experience with these kind of crazy hookups that Bundes has had experience with. What a story. How quick, how excited were you to tell your friends after that encounter? Like, I know if I was in the backseat... I'd still be having sex with her and I'd be like, I can't wait to tell like all my buddies about this. They're never going to believe it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the moment uh, I got back into my car to drive to the to the restaurant or the mm. bar that we were going to meet at, on that car ride over, I called my buddy just to tell him because yeah. like, it's so insane that something like that would happen. I just met a girl yeah. at Starbucks. I had her read a chapter of my book. We banged an hour later in the backseat of her car. (laughs) Like that would be crazy. Can you remember a time, Maura, where you were so excited about a sexual encounter that you couldn't wait to call a friend and tell them about it? Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was probably the trumpet guy, you know? (laughs) This trumpet guy. And I will tell you something. (laughs) I saw I was dating this guy who played the trumpet and I, I he's incredible dexterity in the hands. Oh yeah, for sure. Wonderful uh, <laughs> control of the mouth. <laughs> Anyways, here's what's crazy is I ended up <laughs> But you even said when you play the trumpet you realize that your lips are are, are like going through a workout a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like if I play it for a little while, like yeah. if we're messing around with a game on a radio show, yeah, I can feel my lips all tightened up, almost like a workout. Yes. I can imagine if you play the trumpet for hours a day, I mean, it must be, his lips must have been like out of control out strong. Out of control, fingers out of control. <laughs> so, but what, it goes to show you that every yeah. hookup is so unique and about how you connect with that person because I remember telling a girlfriend of mine like, oh my God, that was an amazing experience. If you ever have an opportunity to hook up with this guy, you must say yes. It is mind-blowing. Because no. <laughs> we were casual friends at the time who kind of hooked up on the side. Did you uh, so Did she- you find, you, you say his fingers were strong, were his fingers only strong on his right hand and then his left hand was really even, weak because he know. does all the uh, all the valve control on the right hand. I don't even know what he was doing with his hands. It was magical. He's probably playing a song. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one. Yeah. But my girlfriend did end up hooking up with him really based on my review of like how incredible he was. That's nice friend share. <laughs> and she called me after and said huh? Really? So then I called him and I said what happened? <laughs> really? <laughs> and he said to me she wasn't open enough to 
receive all that I had to offer. She, there are some blockages there. I was like, okay, interesting. So, you know, you could have had the same experience with Bundes' woman in the back of the car, and she just, it just, you know, sometimes it doesn't click, right? With different people. Different people attract different people. That's totally true. Like, it, it, it's also the moment, too. Like, you may get along with this person really well on any other day, but that particular day where you happen to meet, you mm. were in a bad mood. Something just just like set you off. Yeah. Therefore, your your vibe isn't right. Yeah. The other thing is, I, I just I, I'm not even good with like first hookups. I don't even like first oh hookups. Oh my god, most of like, them suck. Oh my god, I, I can t- uh, you know more times than I remember. Like the first thing that happens is, first of all, I'm so excited to be there usually because mm-hmm. it's like. I'm a slow grow, so chances are it's someone I've been working on for a while. There's a build up. Yeah, there's a build up, and by the time like you end up in that situation, like my stomach starts cramping up, yeah. and then all I want to do is fart, or you know, like I, you know, and I, yeah. and then I want to just remove myself from the situation because I, I end up like writhing in pain just from the build up of like stomach. Gas you and have stuff. irritable bowel too. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's it's uh, it's like it's the nerves. It's a nerves thing. I mean, I'm with the when I hooked up with my wife for the first time, like on our first real date. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at my best. No. Never at my best at the beginning. I feel no. like Bundes is at his best. In that do you ever have? I mean, I've been there too, where I've had major gastrointestinal issues just because of nerves when you're hooking up with someone. Does that happen to you, Bundes? Uh, no, that doesn't happen to me. How I- is that? I because I thrive on that. That's my favorite part is that beginning. It's like when you spot somebody from across the room and like the whole thing for me, the whole thing that I get off on is trying to to pick them up, trying to get them back home with me. Right. Yeah. That is more satisfying to me more so than the actual hookup part itself. It's like seeing if I can get this person interested if they're vibing the same way that I am. Mm -hmm. I can remember first year university, I was hooking up with this girl in my bedroom and uh, she was into me and I was sort of like on the fence a little bit, but she was pretty good looking girl. Yeah. And so we're making out and then I'm just like, all I wanted to do was go to the bathroom (laughs) and sit on the (laughs) toilet and fart. (laughs) To the point where it was like... I I made up an excuse to get her out of the room because I was in pain. What was your excuse? I was like, I got a big class tomorrow morning. I got to get up. You know, like start doing the, you know, sorry, but I got to go to bed. And then she left my room. She must have felt so deflated. Like there was something wrong with her, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I could apologize to her today. But like all I wanted to do was go and sit on a toilet. And I remember sitting in the bathroom for like 20 minutes after that with the worst case of blue balls just <laughs> farting my brains out. Oh my God. And I didn't even have to like go to the bathroom per se, you but it was just my release. stomach was a mess. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was just, I'm terrible at that kind of thing. That's more expected for men though. I've been there too. I've had a hookup with a guy. There was a lot of buildup, a lot of buildup. Yeah. And then we finally have a hookup. And then we're both falling asleep, and I have been holding in on an uncomfortable amount of gas okay. as well. I'm happy to hear I'm not the only one this happens to. And as I'm uh, relaxing and slowly falling asleep, I also relax other muscles in my body, and <laughs> I ended up releasing, um, uh, you know, the kind of fart that you can't hide, and <laughs> I pretended in that moment to still be sleeping. Yeah. And I could feel my face burning red. And he, you know what he did? 
He went. I, I could hear him laughing. He, his body was like. <laughs> Like the bed was shaking, shaking a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. But I just pretended to be asleep and we never spoke of it. Never. Oh. Did he know I was awake? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe not. Because like oh my God. people definitely do that so when they sleep, when you reach that. Yeah, but usually you're on the verge of sleep, right? Because it's so like that verge. this moment of relaxation. I should have just said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. Oh. I think it's better to ignore it. Even if that happens today, I ignore it. Like it with my wife so or something. It was so loud. It was impossible yeah. to pretend I didn't hear it. Better to have pretended you were sleeping than address the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> I don't know. Is there a pill you can take? Like, before- yeah, gas, gas X. X. Yeah. Does you that know work? I don't think that probably. works. No, probably. Like I probably... If I would have known my body better then yeah. and known what kind of products are on the market, yeah. I would have had a bottle of Tums and mm. I would have popped two before I was even in that situation. You know, people have their little pregame rituals. Yes. Then I part of my ritual would be like a couple of Tums. Yeah. Is that what you're doing, Bundus? Is that why you're like so calm and cool? Do you have a ritual? My ritual does not involve Tums. It involves um, probably masturbating twice (laughs) (laughs) masturbating twice (laughs) twice twice so like you you got to spread it out though throughout the day like you got to get it in the morning and then in the afternoon okay wow that's a lot of prep well i just uh i don't think i would be i want that sexual energy to be there Mm -hmm. you know to do it twice okay give it so what else do you do uh so it's twice I do that, and then I'll gen- usually always take like some muscle relaxants before I go out on the date. One, what, what, does muscle do? <laughs> what does that do? What does that do? So you're a bit sleepy, a little bit groggy. So I'm a bit like toned down. Everything is just more relaxed. Okay. Yeah, um, you're not gonna pull your neck muscles or anything like that. I'm not gonna talk super fast. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm just gonna be super chill. Get that low voice going, you know. Oh, oh my, god. my god. So I'm not even getting a real version of Bundus when I go no, on a no, date no, with no, him. No. It's somebody else. Yeah. And then, if, hey, if, uh, <laughs> hey baby. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I'm so tired, but you're so beautiful. I love you. You're so relaxed, and you've masturbated twice. You're super chill. Oh, you you want to have sex now? I might need another two hours. <laughs> the muscle relaxants also help. So if if you um, end up getting back, you know, to the bedroom later that night, your your muscles and your senses are a little dulled. So you're not going to pop off. Everything's again. happening in slow motion <laughs> yeah, right now. Exactly. So this, oh this, my God. this allows me to not be nervous and to perform to my fullest. Oh like my God. Holy crap. That is, that's insane. But just imagine if you had that ammunition, Tucker, when you were ah. like going through that phase. You know what I needed? I needed a friend like Bundes when I was 15. Mm-hmm. You know, or when did you learn your skill set? Like, when do you think you were um, you were well equipped with all the weapons that allowed you to be successful with women? Uh, I would say around seventeen, I started to figure it out, but nowhere near like like a pro or anything like right. that. But I started yeah. to get it around seventeen, um, and then around my mid twenties, I think I I really figured. Yeah, it out. see, if I if you were a good friend of mine when I was uh, you know twenty two, twenty three, I really could have used a lot of your help. Did you? Would you discuss these tactics with your friends though, or do you keep that stuff to oh yourself? Oh my god, we had a war room every Friday night before we go out. 
like pre-war game plan. A war room. Yeah. What's a war room? Oh, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I just where they keep the muscle relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> muscle relaxing. It's Viagra, condom, booze. No, I just mean like. <laughs> you guys all kicked in, ready to go? Yeah, me too. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I just Operation mean, Girl Bagging. Exactly. No, I, I just mean like war room in the sense of like prior to going out, we're all sitting there talking, you know, or after the night out. But like strategy? You're yeah, talking strategy. game? Oh, I see that. I, I don't think I've ever even had a conversation with my buddies prior to going out about like game strategy. Yeah. Really? That is a, t- oh yeah, that is a completely different world. I did not live in that world. You, you never got like a text message from a girl and then you and your buddy sat there for like an hour analyzing on how you should respond back to it with like the perfect yeah, way? Uh, no, because uh, we didn't have text messaging really like when I was uh, super, you know, text messaging was becoming a thing when I met my wife, mm, you know, T9 late. and stuff. So I didn't yeah. have that world. Like the o- the only, ex- you know, way we picked up people was to meet them. You yeah, know? but wouldn't you send them a message on Facebook or like email, send them a flirtatious no, email? No, no, eh? no, that, it wasn't really like the when whole online thing. Poke someone on Facebook. Oh my God, the oh, post. so stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. But nobody was getting laid from poking people yeah, on Facebook, were they? Who, you knew who was interested. No, but the point is, you. is that like Bundes and his buddies are talking about how they're going to score that right. night. That was never on our, like, I'm sure we all would have been happy to score. Right. But that wasn't something we talked about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we have like a whole thing. Like each, like there's there's five of us in the group, and each guy has a particular strong suit. You guys are like the super friends, <laughs> pretty you, much. Like Marvel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people are good at uh, you know picking up in a bar. Some people are good on the phone. I don't know. What was your strength? My strength was uh, I was just good at talking. Like I was good. I was good at being the balance to everybody else. Like my Brendan is the guy that always starts a conversation. Doesn't matter where you are or who's in the room, he can start a conversation with anybody. So he's front line. He's front line. He goes in first. He brings them in. And then once they're in there, we start and they start laughing. You can you can I generally I play me. Like I'm me. Like I'm Professor Bundes. So I always have this different, deeper, oh, he's so brooding and right. mysterious. So I yes. play that angle. <laughs> so you play the strong silent type yeah. in the back. Oh, what's he about? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who is the funny friend? Um, Maddie. Maddie would be the funny one. See, I'd fall okay. for that guy. I always fall for the clown. Yeah, that would be Maddie. And did Maddie like, was he more successful than you guys? Uh, generally? Everybody was successful to be honest with you i like the goofball on the dance floor you know the guy who's having fun on the dance floor and oh, being... that, that's mike then oh mike <laughs> i'm mike. in see they Man. got one for every and mike yeah. has the right. eyes too mike mike would just look at girls he's got these big beautiful blue eyes and every girl that i've ever met it drives me crazy oh my god mike your eyes it drives me crazy everyone loves his eyes yeah, must it must be hard not being the hottest one. I know, in the room, right? Man, when you're used to being hot. <laughs> wow. Okay, muscle relaxants, masturbate a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy! And also, I do think there's something to be said about that art of playing hard to get. I remember being really into this guy in university, and. Um, he didn't seem to reciprocate, even though we had had like a couple of moments, a couple of passionate kisses. He just didn't seem that interested. And I went to a party where he was there. And then at one point I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done at this party. I'm going to go. So I stood up, 
dusted myself off and I said, I'm I'm leaving, guys. <laughs> were, you, were you lying underneath the bed? Like, what do you mean dusted yourself off? We were off? all like sitting around in a living room. Uh, we were eating shelled peanuts and uh, <laughs> I got up and no. gave my body a little broom job and we were, that was it. We were all just like sitting around in a living room. I got up and he came out of the living room after me and said, where are you going? What's going on? Where are you going? I'm like, I'm going home. Yeah. And he wanted me because I was leaving, because I wasn't interested anymore. Yep. Win. Win for Mora. Yeah, we totally hooked up that night. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you farted as you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that oh, night. Thank God. Fundus. Man, I feel like we should do um, like a full podcast on... All the things you've learned over the years, Bond, is to help other people out. Okay, yeah. I mean, somebody sure. texted the show. Honestly, yeah. I have a text saying, please, Brit. Please do a segment where Bundus teaches poor, lonely dudes with no game how to pick up chicks. You could co- find a couple of bad luck guys looking for a companion, and Bundus could give them tips, and then we'll follow up with them and see if it works. Uh, I'm happy to help out. Honestly, I mean, there are people like me back, you know, old Tucker would have really appreciated yeah. that. Definitely throw some tips. I'd be happy to do that. Okay, well... Look forward to that on an upcoming podcast or maybe even on our radio show. You can hear us every weekday from 5.30 till 9 on Energy 95.3 in Toronto, Hamilton, and pretty much all over Southern Ontario. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the podcast. By the way, uh, we did a video recording of this podcast. We got a bunch of cameras around and stuff, so... Um, there may be a new way to check out the podcast as well that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.